It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Full time. Hello, welcome to 1874 Full Time as Aston Villa demolish Everton 4 0. Nice to be the right side of a demolition job this time round. I'm your host, Dan Bardell. On my own this evening, we're going to try something a little bit different. I'm going to see your comments as they come through. He says confidently, even though he can't see the comments coming through at the moment. I have a little bit of a chat with you guys, go through the game as well. Obviously, I was there today in the whole 10, so magnificent occasion. Always great to be back for the for the first game of the, of the season and today obviously winning the way that they did as well. Added to it, it was brilliant. I still can't see the comments at the moment, so that's an absolute great start, but I think that's a tech error on my behalf. This show is in association with Luke Roper. If you use the historic code TVV20, then you will get 20% off everything that Luke have to offer, which will obviously save you a bit of cash. Right then, I've got the chat now. I can no longer see myself, but I've got the chat, so I'm not worried about that because, let's face it, nobody really wants to look at me on the screen. So, yeah, like I say, back at Villa Park today, turned up and it was the park looked a little bit like a building site not so much the whole ground but but more the whole end today i would say which was a little bit disappointing to thought things would have been ready for the first game of the season but alas they they were not but we only care about the football really when when things are going well but yeah Things didn't look like they were quite finished and the Holt suite not being open was a, a little bit of a strange one for, for the first game of the season. You think they'd have had the time to get that ready over the summer, but they didn't. But great to catch up with friends and see so many people. Thank you to all the people that came up to me for, for all the kind words. First order of business is there is still something wrong with the shirt. I've been wearing the shirt all day. People would have seen the Instagram video that I did the other day and I'm sat here and feel like I'm playing football, just literally been sat here with a light on me. So I still think there's something wrong with, with these shirts. So that definitely needs to be rectified as soon as possible. 
a few questions coming in. Cl- Clara and Blue are watching, which I presume is, is Dan Rollinson asking me who the, the man of the match is. Andy asking me how many signings do we need. I'll come on to, to all that all that stuff later. And King81 as well. Yeah, there is a bit of beef going on on Twitter at the moment, but I assure you it's all friendly between myself, Dolan, and Ty Bracey. I've got a story about Ty Bracey that I may well tell later on in the show. So, yeah, let, let's get on to the game. Look, obviously, last week, everyone was was disappointed. It was, it was a bad day at the office. Everything went wrong for Villa that could have gone wrong. Everything went right for Newcastle that could have gone right, and that accumulated in a 5-1 defeat. I did say in the preview that, I think coming up against the soulless Everton was a positive thing for Villa, and I've not changed my mind having watched the game. They are in serious trouble, Everton. I say it every season, but this could be the year that they go down. There's, this is like the sixth year, maybe, in a row they've been circling that drain, and they always just about get themselves out of it. I just I look at that team. They look devoid of ideas, devoid of confidence. They reminded me very much of that Villa team that got relegated on 17 points today. Just just soulless, as I say, and heads drop and then catastrophes happen all over the pitch. And, and Villa from minute one today were completely at it and, and Everton couldn't really really handle us. And I like attacking the whole end. In the, in the first half. I know it wasn't our choice today, but Lee, who sits next to me, is producing the show tonight. We had a conversation before the game. I never used to like it, but now under Emery, I like us attacking that whole end in, in the first half. It seems to work well and I always feel like we get ahead in games when we when we um, attack the whole end first. And that's exactly what, what we did today. Just, just for minute one, McGinn was at it. You got an early sense that Leon Bailey was at it as well, driving down that right-hand side. And I think he caused Ashley Young problems. Ashley Young didn't really look comfortable against him, which was a, a little bit of a surprise to me. There was just the one change for Villa, of course, as well. Pau Torres coming in for the injured Tyro Mings. Not, not a massive surprise because at the moment that we haven't got a load of options to come in and change things around. But Luca Dean continued in what actually might turn out to be his last game at left-back. And I will say I'm not his greatest fan, but I thought he had a... He had a decent game today, Luca Dean, although he was given the freedom of the park down the left-hand side by Everton. Their, their strange, narrow setup just meant that every time Villa moved the ball around, they just seemed to manipulate it so that Luca Dean was in space. And that worked well. And to be honest, that was the avenue where we caused them problems early doors. But just to get that early-ish goal from the captain, John McGinn, Leon Bailey, I've said this before, and someone said it to me on Twitter earlier, and it's completely true. If his first through, sorry, first few actions during the game are positive, he then goes on to have a good game. If he gets off to a to a bad start, that's it. You may as well sub him off. There's no point in being there. But today, first few things he did came off, and he gets that early assist. And from then on, when he's made that goal contribution. He, he comes alive in the game. And like I say, driving down that right-hand side, I thought he was very, very dangerous. It's a very, very clever cutback from him for John McGinn. And it's, it's a really nice finish from John McGinn on his right foot as well. John McGinn's first goal at Villa Park since that, that Wolves game that we chucked away. I think that was, that was 2021 at October. So McGinn hasn't scored at Villa Park, especially in front of the whole end, for a real, real long time. Now, and it felt fitting the way he started the game that it was him that got on the, on the end of something. I, I didn't like him. On the left-hand side, last I always do this point behind me when I'm talking about last week. I didn't really like him on the left-hand side on, on Saturday last week, but I thought today he was busy, industrious, could do all the things against Everton that he's good at, and he really impacted that game in the first half and was a big, big reason for why Villa looked so bright in, in that first half. And then when you've got that early goal as well, it's important to carry on the, the momentum and, and keep the pressure up. And I, 
I thought we did that. Like I said, I didn't really think there was any threat from Everton at, at any point in the game, really. I, I wasn't really worried. I think their best chances probably came when they were 3-0 down and, and, and 4-0 down. But to bounce back in style like we have and to get the goal difference back already, back level after one game when you've just lost 5-1, that, that's really, really important. So, yeah, a, a real good day at, at the office for Villa. I thought it was a, obviously a definite penalty for, for the second. Doug, Douglas Louise took it away with a plum, and it's nice to see him add something else to his game. You know, last season, it felt like he added set pieces to his game. He added goals to his game, and now just already two games in, he's become the, the designated penalty taker, and Pickford went the right way and did everything that he could to, to put him off, but he, he still took it away. Douglas Louise, you, you don't save penalties like that. And it was just a real positive first half. From Villa, Diaby was heavily involved as well. Really unlucky not not to score. Unbelievable save from Jordan Pickford tipping tipping the volley onto onto the post. I think that's one of the things I've noticed in these first two games, and it was something that Kevin Hatchard said when we when we had him on. It's just that Diaby is adept with both feet. Yes, his left foot is his strongest, but he can go both sides and he can go but both ways. And his right foot volley today was 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 pretty mean and very very unlucky. Not, not to score. And I just felt in that first half, we just had a, an element of, of control. And that's eight wins in a row at Villa Park now. In in all those games, really, I felt like we were in, in control of them. I believe Unai Emery is the first Villa manager to ever win eight home games in, in a row, certainly in, in the Premier League years. Anyway, it's just a, a stupendous record. Again, sitting next to Lee, I said to him, I was like, I don't think we've lost at home since February. You know, I think we've, we, we've won every game. And Saw the stats afterwards of, of eight wins in a row, and it's it's just absolutely brilliant, you know. To have we've had some bad times at home over the years, but to watch Aston Villa in control of constant football matches in the Premier League at home, thought Kamara and Louise from minute one were were a massive part of that in in the central midfield. They're they're such a a good partnership. They do all the things that you want two sixes to do, but obviously one of them will always go forward and behave a bit more like a number eight at times. And Emery's system today, it did just work a treat because, like I said, those two were in control of the game. The RB was popping up all over the place and whatever we did, it just seemed that every time we attacked, we had acres. Out, out, out on the left, and that, that's exactly what happened. You know, Luca Dean was allowed to put in deliveries time after time against his old team, and credit to him, his deliveries were very good today. But like I, like I say, looks like that might actually be his last game in a Villa shirt today, which is interesting. I mean, if it is, then fair play to him for playing, because many people probably wouldn't have played if, if they had a move lined up, wouldn't have wanted to, to get injured. But Luca Dean was good today. Like I say, I'm not his biggest fan, but I thought his delivery was good today, and Everton just bizarrely seem to give him the freedom of the park and when you go in at half time you're 2-0 you know the next goal in the second half is is very very important Everton you know last year they could be quite late got that next goal at 2-0 at and made the end very uncomfortable for Villa but put the game to bed with, with Leon Bailey capitalising on some real defensive frailties from Michael Keane who I thought had a difficult day at the, at the office for Everton wasn't the cleanest strike or the best finish Leon Bailey will, will ever do in his life. But as long as it goes in, it doesn't matter. And he deserved a goal because I really felt that everything that Villa were good, sorry, everything that was good about Villa today, he was involved in, which was really, really positive. He's, you know, the last game of the season against Tottenham, I think he got, he got an assist in, in, in that game and didn't really do too much else. Like I say, it was a positive action, but he, he didn't do too much else. 
today he put in a real shift as well. He worked extremely hard. And it was a shame to see him go off injured. Hopefully, you know, it's it's nothing long term. And he obviously seemed to like playing against Everton as well because he had a good his first home game, I think, when he came on an absolutely rocketed one past Begovic. So he's he's got good previous against Everton. And from that point, you know, three 0 Villa were allowed. To, to make changes, we could we could get some players minutes on the pitch. It was great to see Diego Carlos come on. You know, Conte moved to right back and cash further forward. And I actually thought Coutinho was pretty bright when he when he came on as well. But he's just made of paper at the, at the moment. Every time he plays, he seems to get injured. And alas, he's gone off gone off injured today. But it was good to see him working hard and and looking interesting, linking the play. You know, there was some delightful link up play from him at times and. Watkins had a frustrating day, I think. I think he missed a couple of chances. The ball didn't really bounce the way he wanted. And sometimes with Watkins, when that happens, you can see that he's visibly frustrated, Holly Watkins. And you got that sense today that he was getting more and more frustrated as the game went on. But that that doesn't really help him. He's better when he's cooler. He's more composed. And the second half of last season, I felt that if he missed a chance, it didn't really affect him. Whereas today, I felt like it was affecting him a little bit. He got... He got taken off, obviously rested probably with Wednesday against Hibs in mind. And then as luck would have it, as chance would have it, Duran comes on and scores with his first touch. Again, pretty poor from Ashley Young and Michael Kane from, from the throw-in. And Duran looked like he'd overrun it, but he didn't. Well, he did actually. I think he did still overrun it, but he but he, but he tucked it away. And it's, it's a lovely finish. And then from then on, it, you know, it's game over. Atmosphere dropped. A little bit. It was a comfortable win from Villa. Villa just just popping it around. Like I said, it was great that players could come on and get minutes. And that's probably my story of the game. I, w- I would say. So I'm going to have a little little look through the chat and see what uh, what people are, are saying now. Man of the match for me, as I've said, Leon Bailey yeah, absolutely has to be today. I thought I thought he was brilliant. I thought McGinn was sensational in in the first half, but I thought. I thought Leon Bailey was was absolutely brilliant, and like I've said, he was involved in everything good that that Villa did. And it was nice to see him link up with his former Leverkusen teammate Diaby as well. I thought there was some nice link up between them two. And, and when he scored, Diaby was the first one on the scene, so it's it's clear that they've got a good good relationship. And it just felt like there was a bit more pace in this Villa side today than perhaps we saw at Villa Park last season. There was a lot of moans when Bailey was in in the starting lineup. He didn't have a good game against Newcastle and was pulled at half-time. But, you know, he stuck it to the moaners today. I had so many texts from friends, you know, when he was named in the team. And I said to one of my friends, who I won't name, I've just got a feeling that he's going to score today. And he did, and an assist as well. It's it's a real good day for for Leon Bailey. I've got Cami DZN asking me about Philogene going to Hull. Yep, surprised by that when I was coming out of the ground and I was... I was told um, it sounded like he was going to be part of the squad this season, but I think I'm going to sound like Greg Evans here. So warning, I think Villa have got this thing now where they, if they want to bring someone in, they have to do something with outgoings and have to do something with financial fair play. And what it's looking like now is that the best way Villa can bring money into the place is by selling academy players because that's pure profit. And it works from the perspective of, if they sell them and they go, well, there'll be a buyback clause in their villa. We'll have to pay money to bring them back. But for the period that we're in now with financial fair play, that pure profit seems like it's going to be really helpful. I'm unsure what the holdup is with 
with Aaron Ramsey going to Burnley. I'm surprised that hasn't been done yet. I know there's teams, one in the Premier League and one in the Championship, sniffing around Cameron Archer. It, it seems like Villa would be open to selling him because that would help fund bringing in a, a, another front player. And a filler journey today, like I said, that's taken me completely by surprise because like many, I expected him to be in the first team picture this season. And obviously, he came on and got football against Newcastle. That's how I've pointed again. He came on and got football against Newcastle last week. But what I will say, if it's Hully's going to on a permanent, it doesn't worry me as much. Sometimes you've got to look at the level of club that a player goes to. And if he's going to Hull, you know, he's a player that's playing for Hull, going to be a huge miss for Villa this season. I think we've all put a lot of credence on it. Well, if we get through these these Hibs these these games and we're in Europe, that these youngsters are going to learn by playing in Europe, they'll actually learn more by going off and playing seasons of football in the EFL or the, or the Premier League towards the bottom end. They'll, they'll take more away from that. They won't learn from playing a game, game in the group stage in Europe. So I can see at the moment, what the club are doing and, and what, why they're doing it. Rich T says, FFP, bingo. In fairness, it's not usually me. It's, it's usually Greg Evans. So let's, let's lay off me when we're doing a, doing a solo stream. Let's not, let's not get the confidence levels down for the, for the, for the first solo streams. So, yep. Yeah, surprised by Philogy, but I think what this does show is, you know, we've had Zaniolo in recent days. I would expect a Cunha to be done relatively soon. What I said in the preview stands that I, I got told that was, that was one that, that that was happening, so I would expect that to happen. And if the murmurs about Luca Dean going to Nice on a on, on a loan are true, then that makes complete sense. And again, you know, you're just looking at the fact of you're freeing up some huge wages there, because I'd imagine Nice would be playing a lot of Luca Dean's wages, and perhaps in a Cunha, if it's him that comes in, you're getting someone who's a little bit more suited to to what Emery wants and playing playing Emery's way. So, oh, despite him having a good game today, Luca Dean. I'm probably all for that. Where have the dugouts gone, Dan Bowden? It's a good question. I just don't think they're finished. I think like many things that were around Villa Park today, I don't think they finished the dugouts yet. And because it was a it was a hot day, no roof didn't really matter. But I would expect next game at Villa Park you to see um a roof on the on the dugouts. Mike Roch, not going to say it as he wants me to. Duran coming on and scoring probably pushes Archer closer to the exit door, sadly. I thought today the fact that it was Duran that came on and not Archer in the first place was pretty telling of the pecking order. I've spent all summer thinking that Cameron Archer would be the number two striker, but the fact that Duran came on ahead of him today leads me to believe, and like probably everyone else, that you know Archer perhaps is going and that it is Duran who's ahead of him in the pecking order. I've got to admit, in the summer, I expected Duran to be the one that moved out on loan just by virtue of the fact that Cameron Archer had had a couple of EFL loans and done really, really well and scored at every level he'd played at. I thought he'd be ahead and maybe it was Duran that would go on loan, but it looks like Archer's going to go on, on a permanent at the, the moment. That seems to be all the all the noise that's coming coming out of it, but things can change. You know, Villa don't identify a forward, can't sign another forward player. Archer won't go. He'll stay because it feels like the options are going down each week. We've Bailey's gone off injured today, although it looks like he'd be okay. And then, you know, losing Coutinho when he was looking bright, just every week at the moment, we, we seem to lose a, lose a player. But again, I was encouraged by what Emery said. He, um, he, he seemed to think it was hamstring and he'd be, be three weeks. But Coutinho's durability is starting to become a big problem now. You get him back on the pitch, he looks bright and he gets injured and that's not really sustainable 
I wouldn't wouldn't say. A lot of love for uh, Pau Torres in the comments. Yeah, thought that was a, a good home debut from him. Not really tested by by Everton, of course, because they weren't great. But you can see on the ball that he is an absolute touch touch of class. Yeah, I think Rich T is saying just today show Torres is a guaranteed starter now alongside Conte. I thought Carlos looked good when he came on, and it's great to see him back on the pitch pitch again. There was a lovely bit of defending from him where he looked like the striker had got past him, and he just kind of edged in and took the ball with with a, with a touch of class. So even though we've lost Mings, which is a huge huge blow, we've still got three high level centre backs there to to choose from. But because of the left footed thing and the way we want your defenders to play for the foreseeable, especially in the Premier League, I would expect it to be Conter and Pau Torres. But actually, on Wednesday against Hibs. Wouldn't surprise me if it was Carlos and uh, Pau Torres. So, yeah, want to keep an eye on, but I was happy with all our centre-backs today. I think fair play to the, the team for keeping a clean sheet as well because they quite easily could have conceded a goal at the end, but there was obviously a determination to keep that clean sheet after the drubbing last week and, and get the goal difference back level, and that's exactly what they did. You know, another Greg Evans phrase, he says, Martinez makes one outrageous save in every game. The save he made from the Malpoi volley I can't remember if it was three 0 or four 0 at the time. You know that's such. Okay, it's not changed the result, but it's just just a big save. And psychologically, psychologically, I think getting back to zero on the goal difference, I think it's not a massive thing, but I think it, I, th- I think it will help. I think you know to have knocked back that goal difference in one week is a is a real real positive. I'm not good at keeping up with it, with this chat. It, come, it comes at me too fast. Richie Ryan, any rumours on a right back? Don't think so. I know they've been looking at La Liga for young future right backs, and if one came available now, perhaps they'd go in the market and, and buy one. But I think if this is more of a, a long term thing. I think the plan is like in the second half today that if needed, Concer or Chambers will play right back and will be a little bit more compact, a little, a little bit more more narrow. And I actually heard something positive about Moreno today. Actually, that actually he's quite quite near. I'd, I'd definitely need to get that backed up by, by someone else, but I've heard from a reasonable place today that Moreno's actually going to be going to be back soon, so he'll add another option to our back line as well. But like I say, don't quote me because I need to get that firmed up. It was just what one person told me today, and usually it's better to get, get this information from, from two different sources so you don't look stupid, but I've mentioned it now, so I'm bound to look stupid if it doesn't happen anyway. Uh, what else have we got here? I think we need a few more. Dark May says, do you think we'll replace Mings and Emmy? Well, I know Zaniolo was being looked at and looked like that deal was well in motion anyway. I think potentially they may have looked at shifting Coutinho and Zaniolo would have been Coutinho's replacement. I now think Coutinho might stay and Zaniolo will be the replacement for Buendia for, for this season. That that looks the right way. I've not really spoke about Zaniolo because we haven't done a stream since, since he signed. He's such a a niche player. It, he's going to, yes, 50-50 whether it works or not. Obviously, from Villa's side, you've brought in a high-level player who's won a European trophy, scored an important goal, was a big part of that Roma side. You've brought him in, and if he does well, you've got that option to buy him. If he doesn't do well, we don't have to do it. So I think that's that's a, that's a positive, but he's such a such a unique player, you know, six foot three, relative, relatively physical, but you don't see many six foot three number ten style playmakers, and that, that's exactly what Zanaiolo is. You know, he'll operate b- b- between the lines. He'll he'll drop in, pick out, pick up the ball. He's pretty, he's pretty silky. He's got a got a good left foot, got a got got a good shot. But 
I can't say I've seen absolutely loads of him, but the bits bits I have seen, he's just a, a really, really interesting and and a niche player, an interesting character as well. I think he's had some volatile moments in uh in Italy, which is one of the, the reasons Roma was so keen to shift him to to Galatasaray. I think it was January. They were quite keen to to, to do that. So I think Emery might be the right type of, of manager for, for this character. And if he'd have been on the pitch today, you know, that's the exact kind of game. That, that, that he would he would have loved. Mike Roach is very active on the chat says Montiel is going to Forest is heartbreaking. I assume if Villa had ever wanted him, then he'd be coming coming to Villa. I, I wasn't aware he was going to Forest in all honesty. I've I've not seen that. I've been watching the Juventus game. But before I came on looking at Kieser and dreaming about Villa one day signing Kieser because Within two minutes of the game, he'd smashed the ball into the in, into the back of the net. And someone's been linked with Villa, and someone I think Villa were looking at at certain points. But it would be so expensive, and from what I've heard, he wasn't massively interested in coming anyway. King eighty one's talking about Doku. Go get Doku. But I mean, there's a lot of murmurs of Man City at the moment, and Doku. And let me tell you, if they're in for him, if we're going to Manchester City, he won't be coming to. Coming to Villa Park, just realised what I've said. Really random reviews. Yes, I did say that. Caught, caught out in in the stream. Ian says, with the rumours that Philogene has offers well, makes me think we're desperate to generate as much cash as possible for a potential high-value target that maybe we didn't think would be available. There's, I feel there's definitely something going on behind the scenes. I don't know what it is, but they're raising this money through the academy players or trying to raise this money through the academy players. So there's definitely something going on. I think if they can get in another attacking player, they will do it. But I couldn't tell you, in all honesty, who that who that player is at the, at the moment. What else have we got here? Rich T is talking about Vlajevic. Absolutely not. I think they were trying to shift him to Chelsea, actually. Uh, Vlajevic trying to do a swap deal with Lukaku, but that hasn't happened yet. Tom Connolly thought Dean was class ripped apart their right-hand side. Completely agree, and I'm going to sound like I've just really got it in for Luca Dean, but I think whoever had been at left-back today would have had a good game because there was just so much space. Everton just didn't want to seem to go near that side, but you still have to go in there and put in the, the good deliveries, and he did do that time after time. In fairness, today, I think he showed today, arguably today was Luca Dean's best game for Villa, actually, but... You know, he put in some put did put in some lovely deliveries. Lovely, lovely deliveries. Pooja saying didn't see or hear a single Everton fan all day from the Witten Lions stand. I mean, you've got to feel sorry for the Everton fans today. They were given absolutely nothing by by their team today. Nothing to nothing to get behind. Nothing to think that they were going to have a good season. That's two and two. They've they've lost now. They're yet to score a, a goal. They've watched Calvert Lewin go off the pitch again, injured. So you know, I wouldn't get on the Everton fans' back. Sorry, the Everton fans' back too much because I feel sorry for them. And we're a fan base that kind of knows what they're going through. The Everton Everton fans, we, we've been there, and like I said at the start of this 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 show, they remind me of the Villa team that went down on seventeen points. That they couldn't have reminded me any more of that side. Not just because Adrisa Garnaga was lined up in in central midfield for for them. It just they've got all the hallmarks. Of, of that side, Tony Sparks. Nice to see Young get a great reception. Yeah, I mean, in the you know before the game, Ashley Young acknowledged it, and his name was chanted at various other points through the game as, as well. Where you know he's a professional, he's trying to 
been committed to his new club. He's never going to acknowledge those kind of chants in the in in the game. And he, you know, he made a mistake for the for the goal as well. You could see he was beating himself up a, li- a little bit about that. But it was good to see him get some form of send off because obviously the way he left, he wasn't he wasn't really given the chance or afforded the chance for 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 that to happen. So it, it was it was great to see. Uh, Cami Dazone again. Thoughts on the nine minutes of added time? Is it really necessary? And the score is four 0 It's the new, it's the new initiative. They're they're going to do it. I thought the ref was a bit overzealous with cards today. I will say there was yellow cards flying left, right, and centre for not very much. And I get that they're trying to clamp down on certain things, but I thought some of the bookings today were were pre- pretty strange, especially archers. You know, I thought that was that was never ever a booking in a, in a million years. Tom people were chanting, Ashley, what's the score? I didn't hear that. If that did happen, that certainly I didn't hear that where where I um I sit in the hole and I didn't hear anyone singing that at Ashley Young, I've I've got to say. Yeah, Everton but other people agreeing with me, John Steele about Everton looking like the villa team that that got rele- relegated. Uh James Hall, how do you think the Hibs midweek will go? Look, obviously that villa have got three points now if we were going into that Hibs game off the back of the Newcastle game you'd probably be a little bit concerned but now that we've got that win you've got that early monkey off off your back if you don't win your first game it's really really important it sounds stupid and basic but it's really really important to, to win your second game and not get caught up in a rut of, of not winning a bit of have done that now they've you know no one's going to remember that first week again against Newcastle now and then you've got a nice week where you've got two European games and you've got Burnley away which you know will be will be hard Burnley We'll, we'll be up for it, but you'd fancy that we've got a chance to, of going there and and getting something and testing them if we if we play like they did to, did today because they're still adapting to being in the Premier League. Obviously, a lot of the players there know company style, but they've bought in a lot of new players as well, and they've got a lot of players in that team that haven't played Premier League football. So for another away game, for an away game, I feel like it's a nice one to have. Just like I kind of felt like Everton today was a nice fixture to have. Off the back of what happened, I think after you know trying to get used to being in Europe, which you know we haven't been for a long time. On Wednesday, we'll have a European game. It'll be, and we get the extra days rest as well, which is nice because the game got moved to to, to the Wednesday because Hearts are playing. I think on the Thursday at home, we've just got that extra day as well because the game obviously originally got moved to the Sunday, thinking it would, would be the Thursday. So a couple of nice things that have fallen in, Villa, in Villa's favour there, in my opinion. Jason O'Brien again to get a fair few goals if we don't get another striker. Once again, he spent some of the game playing in the the front two positions, which I I really really like that. He McGinn is perfect for Emery. Like I've said before, I think he's one of the first names on the on the team sheet. Probably after after the goalkeeper, I think he's one of the first ones that, that Emery looks for to, to to put into his team. You know, he can play left, play right, play in the front two, play in the middle, and everywhere he's played under Unai Emery, he's been really really good. And you just look at the McGinn that started the season off today at Villa Park compared to the McGinn that started the season off at Villa, Villa Park last year where he was just a shadow of his former self. The turnaround under Unai Emery has been absolutely amazing for Aston Villa, but in particular for, for John McGinn, I thought he was sensational to that in that in that first half. Absolutely excellent to watch. And he is the captain now. I wouldn't have given him the armband 12 months ago. But he really is the captain of this side now. He drives this side on. He is he's everything you want your captain to be. And that's the biggest compliment I can pay him because I wouldn't have said those things this this time last year. John, today's game was ideal to bed Torres into the into the Mings role. I'll probably agree for that. Again, I'm repeating myself, but this felt like a really kind fixture 
to have after what happened last last week. A, a little bit like we had the first home game of last season after being humbled at Bournemouth. It was a nice game to have then. So, yeah, Everton are in big trouble. And it's, the fixture list played into our hands a little bit today. But you've still got to go out there and do the job and get the job done. And Villa have got the job done in style, winning 4-0. Can be designed. I keep catching every comment that you make. If Kaisado is worth 115 million, how much is McGinn worth? I caught the end of Kaisado. Well, actually, I caught the whole time Kaisado was on the pitch today, and it did not. It was not a good debut for, from him. Probably one of the worst debuts I've I've ever seen. And for 115 million, that's not great. But it just shows you how good Brighton are because these players look brilliant in in their system. And I know it's only one game, but he came into the Chelsea, and as I say, it's only one game, but he looked a little bit lost in the time I saw him. On, on the pitch, yeah, Villa Forever podcast, Chad, my good friend, Chad, do check out the Villa Forever podcast, Chad is absolutely smashing it, breaking through barriers, he's looking forward to the, the John McGinn derby, we all are, Chad, we're all looking forward to that on Wednesday night. Jim Quartermain asking about the Coutinho injury, don't know, but Emery didn't seem too concerned from what he said after after the game, although I feared the worst, just by the way, he was, he was going down and we might have to do a GoFundMe for Villa to get a stretcher because why was Coutinho having to walk all the way around the pitch when he could barely walk that was very very strange and it took him about 20 minutes to, to get down the tunnel of where was the stretcher don't not sure why we didn't have one at Villa Park today Simon Kenny a little a little word on a quiet but solid Kamara performance I think that's what you want that's what you want from your one of your your DMs he just went about his business in a quiet manner and I just felt him and Louise were in complete control of the, of the middle middle of the pitch and didn't that you can be under they were just understated both of them. I thought Louis hamstrung himself again a little bit by getting a getting a book in and I thought that one was a book in a bit silly from him. He needs to cut out the yellow cards a little bit because he's leaving himself a lot to do going through the bulk of a game on a, on a yellow card every every week at the at the moment. But he, I agree with what Tom Connolly is saying. Douglas Wears is so consistent for us. He never seems to have a bad game. For me, he's one of the best midfielders in the league. He has really matured into a sensational central midfield player. He's abs- absolutely excellent at so many things you want your midfielder to be good at. Doug- Douglas Louise, I've got to be honest, when teams all over the country, I shouldn't really say this, are being linked with central midfield players for a lot of money, I'm shocked that no one's tried to come in and take him from us this, this summer because he's absolutely brilliant. Douglas Louise, so much to his game. I know Arsenal were obviously looking at him 12 months ago and he signed a new contract, but you know, Liverpool, I'm shocked they've not thought that he's ideal for, for the way they play and what, what they're trying to do, but pleased with it because I don't want anyone to, to come near him. But if they do, they'd have to pay an awful lot of money to get him out of Villa Park. Project Deadlight asking me about Tillemans. It's too early to, too early to say. It is too early to say about Tillemans. Two substitute appearances, one coming into a team that, was struggling and today coming into a team that was absolutely comfortable and just showed some nice flashes of what he can do, some some nice touches. It's, it's early games for Tillemans, but again, it wouldn't surprise me if he was playing on um, on Wednesday against Hibs, but he's going to be a good signing as well on a free, absolute no-brainer. And He's got a battle though, because those two in central midfield are, are very, very good and I think that partnership is going to be really, really difficult for him to... To, to break up, but this hopefully will be plenty of games for Aston Villa this year, and Tillemans will be a, be a huge part of it. Simon Kenny's asking me whether that will be our biggest win of the season. No, that won't be our biggest win of the season. We'll we'll score 
let's go five or six in a, in a game. I reckon we'll get we'll get more goals. But for a first time game to score four is is absolutely perfect. That's thirty three minutes. I think everyone's probably had enough of me sweating in this ridiculously made shirt. What is in this shirt? Honestly, I'm so so hot. But yeah, I'll go. We tried something different tonight. Let us know if you liked it or not. If you didn't like it, I won't do it again. But we'll be doing 1874, the podcast tomorrow night live. I think we've said 645. We're going to be on doing that myself and Greg. So we'll try and give a bit more of a, a nuanced take on on the game. I know Greg's watched the game as well, despite the fact he's now doing bits and pieces for, for Liverpool. I know he was at Anfield on Saturday as well. So Greg and myself will be will be on tomorrow live on this channel doing the 1874 podcast. So that'll be a bit more nuanced than me sitting here sweating in a villa shirt talking about the game without really any prep or anything in, in front of me and just, just reading through your comments. But to be honest, even if no one else has enjoyed it, I've enjoyed reading through the comments and feeling like I'm having a chat with the audience. So if I'm enjoying it, that's always one of the main things, isn't it? So yeah, thanks ever so much to everyone that's uh, that's joined in with with the chat tonight, and hopefully you've enjoyed it. Like I say, thanks to Lee for stepping in and producing yet again, whilst Adam is on his last minute jollies. Still, I don't even. I've got to be honest. I don't even know when Adam's coming back. In in all honesty, and do we need him back? Because Lee has been flawless in his absence. This is what it's about. And this is what it's going to be about for Villa as well. You know, if someone's not there, can someone else come in and do the job to equal or better standard and Lee's definitely doing that for us at the moment. So, yeah, please, please watch 1874, the podcast with myself and Greg, live tomorrow if you can. If you can't watch it live, then take it in at, at, at some other point. That would be really appreciated. Give all the content a like as well that, that you're watching and, and, and a comment. I'll try and engage with some in the, in, in the comments tonight as well before I go to sleep. And, yeah, subscribe to the channel with your post notifications on because I always forget to ask that. And when you do ask, you actually do get subscribers. So I need to remember to ask more often. Thanks to Luke Roper for sponsoring the show as well. If you do want to get yourself some Luke Roper goods, TVV20 will get you 20% off the stuff that you buy. Thank you very much. I'm going to go to bed and chill. Have a good rest of the evening. Up the villa. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.